I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Bitch, bitch, bitches, leave. Hey team, welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple of guys talk about the movies. I'm Scott Sweeney here with Ryan Ankner in the Chill Zone. How are you, pal? I am hanging in there. Uh, how are you? What is happening, Hoops? I mean, isn't it a beautiful day to watch a Netflix original movie starring Mark Wahlberg and Kevin Hart, a irreverent raunchy comedy duo movie as netflix is describing it here in the intro um i don't i don't know man i don't know what the fuck to expect what with, a time to be alive yeah i i don't even have hey, a bit hey are we a duo i mean i just I keep churning we, out flicks we're both here like we're both like annoying mogul type guys who are in too many movies and or shows they both need to take a break nice vacation yeah in my opinion, like just stop making something I bet and stop being everywhere. Mark Wahlberg was trying to convince Kevin Hart that he needs to start his own hamburger restaurant or, you know, something silly with a pun in the name. Big J Okerson and Dan Soder were going over like hey, just doggy. some of the stuff that Kevin Hart does as like side gigs. Mm. He has like 14 businesses. Yeah. He's tied in with like some sort of a like just soft drink. I can't even remember to be honest. There's, he does more than The Rock. Yeah, that's probably why they get along and work together so much. They're both just like we're up all day, just fucking yammering about all these products and uh, fucking properties. properties. There it is. Thank you. Like, let's just team up and fucking waste uh, everybody's time together. What? Uh, what's in the news beyond this? Our dreaded featured review. I mean. I'm excited about it. I don't know about you. I got a really good feeling about this hot turkey. Mm. But I thought we'd talk a little bit. I had some fun uh, car guy stuff at work this morning that uh, really threw me for a loop. Uh, we got to work and realized that in the middle of the night, someone had stolen the catalytic converters off of all three work trucks. <laughs> the dry vegetation. You can fucking cook fucking eggs on that fucking catalytic converter. My tailbone. <laughs> but yeah, like we were part of, uh, we were heisted at work. Tower and heisted? We were. And I Did you laugh or were you immediately like, this is going to fuck my whole day up? I laughed for a second, imagining like the early entry Fast and Furious villains. <laughs> Like underneath our work truck, sawing these fucking items off the car. I left for a second picturing it and then imagined how fucked up my day was going to be and stopped laughing. So your but trucks, are you parked in like just an open lot? Like there's yes. nowhere to hide them? Yeah. No fence, nothing? No. Get a fence. I mean, I thought there were like cameras and stuff. And I guess there are, but not on where we parked these trucks, of course. What are they for then? Just for fun? Yeah, like just for bits. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just thought it was wild. And like... That's like a thing now. It's all over TikTok. Like people catching people doing it, being like, get off my car. That seems like a 
trailer park boys plot line like let's bubs let's fucking steal these catalytic converters fucking you can't steal the catalytic converters <laughs> people need these to make the cars i was doing like jesse ventura bubbles <laughs> <laughs> good matchup. there was a there was a kitty in the twin towers ricky <laughs> that's all i got <laughs> I'm trying to think of a we, Jesse. Thing. We yeah. painted the the, the Ricky, trailer with thermite paint. Ricky the kitties, the thermite paint. They can't breathe it in. <laughs> too too niche. <laughs> but, uh, and also when you start fucking George Bush, he planned 9/11. Wow, mashup city, baby. Oh, uh, Bubbles Ventura. Yes, for nobody. Also, while we're talking about uh, the real world, mm. kid, I went to Fenway Park this past week. Yeah, why did you guys do that? Kid, Is that a bit? Because I love sports and particularly my Red Sox. You don't, though. <laughs> kid, fuck you. Were you in agony? No, I was having the fucking time of my life. And I love sports now. Actually, why don't we get into the sports corner while I'm getting all fired all right. up here? You want the tune? I you do. Want the music? I want the whole fucking deal. But yeah, it was so funny just sitting there and like looking around and just going like, kid. Do the voice. Oh, fuck you. No, the, the, the sports corner voice. No, that I can't do. All That's, right, men. There it is. That's your thing. Scott's going to a, a sports game this week. He's going to give you the, the, the update. Go ahead, Scotty. Uh, kid, it was a fucking honor and a pleasure to watch my Red Sox lose to the Toronto Blue Jays 8-1 to on fucking home court. At Fenway, I was looking at the green monster. It was talking to me yeah. the whole fucking game. It was so fucking sick. And, of course, I was, like, boned up the whole game because sports were happening. And I was, like, in the corner, and it was sick. I had 17 Sam Adamses and probably fucking nine Fenway Franks, I think. And, yeah, it was just time of my fucked up life. And I'm going to go to every home game for the rest of my life. All right, nice job. You hit the post and everything. Also, yeah. while we're wrapping up the sports corner, I just want to mention the boxer George Foreman raped two minors in his early 20s. Wow. Allegedly, he actually used a George Foreman grill as a dildo and inserted it into one of the women's oh. uh, anuses. Oh, you don't say. Mm. Is that, can I see that in print? Is that, uh, what's, that what's, it's what's, alleged. <laughs> so we don't know that it's accurate. Oh, okay. 100% accurate, at it's, least. It's an alleged. I'd say it's, it's like 80% chance that that's real. Yeah. I forgot about George mm -hmm. Foreman. 50 years, that's a long time. Who knows what happened? Yeah, and I mean, who knows? It could be true. Did the, did the Foreman grill exist back then? We might have already poked a hole in this story. Oh, wow. see, grill, the, the grill world had not received that. You know what I hate about the George Foreman grill? It was, it remember it was like a big thing when we were like in seventh grade or whatever, like everybody had one in their kitchen. Yeah. It's one of those things that like it cooks, like, yeah, okay, it's supposed to be healthier, but it, like it cooks all the good parts out of stuff. Mm. You put a burger on it, it's just the grease is all gone. All yeah. of it. It fucking takes all the special stuff out of a wall burger. Yeah. As long as you do 10,000 sit-ups a day, you can eat whatever you want. And you pray to the Lord Jesus Christ that this burger is the tastiest one you've had all week. Anyone who's like a, enough super fan, Monty, cough, cough, I'm looking uh -huh. at you to go to like some sort of Logic Pro or Pro Tools and cut up every Wahlberg impression we've ever done into a supercut, and we'll release it as an like, episode. I feel like that would be like seven and a half hours long. Okay. <laughs> Monty, go. Supercut. 
And while we're doing some corners, let's just get right into everything. Can I take you down to the Ezra Miller corner? It. Or is it a little oh, too early? Never, it's never too early. Okay. He's in his, uh, he's taking it all back now. He's been running amok for months. Everyone's heard all the stories. He's been like terrorizing different people in different states for different reasons for what seems like a year. Mm. And now after they talked about digitally replacing his face in the Flash movie. I digitally replaced <laughs> my face in the Flash movie. And or just shelving this like $300 million <laughs> epic. He's finally supposedly come to his senses and like talking with the CEOs of uh, Warner Brothers mm. about. Yeah, I heard he was didn't... in. The, he had a meeting with his manager in there. Yeah, great. It's so funny that like that's an option. Like you can just do any number of fucked up things, but if you have something that that much money is tied up in, and you cook up like an apology that on paper sounds sensical enough i think yeah I, I think that there's almost nothing they want to do they, there's they they really really don't want to just eat it on the money is what it comes down to and and people will see this now oh yeah i think they're also probably if i were in that boardroom i would say first of all let's just fucking release it because he's got a lot of heat right now and people are going to want to see a movie about this menace yeah because like Everyone just complains about anything now, but yeah, like they wouldn't be doing anything wrong by releasing it. It's like, yeah, no, he did. They made it. He did a bunch of fucked up shit after it was made. That's not their fault. And they you know, hired though, him to act in a movie and they, but yeah. What were you Gen Z, that whole, the cancel generation, I think they see things differently. Mm. So we're probably looking at it from the lens of a rational person born in 1983. A word? And not someone who was born after Y2K, who looks at everything as a personal affront. So no. I think honestly, people will see, like I saw some Daily Wire or some podcast network had like an event and Ben Shapiro was there and people complained. I wonder and what then, that sounded like, him being there at this event. I'm, I'm at this event and <laughs> people are complaining about my presence, okay. which is to me uh, an abomination. <laughs> And I, they, the podcast network actually issued an apology for just for me being there, for mm. my presence having triggered people, which I think is ridiculous that we're in a generation where people can just say whatever they want on the internet and just be triggered. And mm. we're supposed to just, everybody acquiesce them. Ben, I think you should be on like every podcast. I'd like to hear you on like the Springsteen Obama pod. So Obama, kill it on um, there. I would love to see a copy of your birth certificate. <laughs> And I don't really think that you were born here in America. I think the fact that you were a president was a false flag operation run by the Saudi government. Ooh. Okay. And I'd really like some proof that you were in fact born in Hawaii, as you say you were, which is technically not even part of America if you look at it from my perspective. Seconded. Seconded. <laughs> we're all here. Start going back. We're, I don't believe you were from there either. <laughs> we're getting eat. You're gonna you're gonna eat that old birth certificate. Oh, <laughs> That's good. But this well, is one of those things that in the moment I'm like, is this bombing? Mm -hmm. And then like someone two days later will be like, dude, that bubbles Ventura stuff, that was great. And I'll be like, Are you sure? Yeah, <laughs> Are you sure we heard the same podcast? Sam edit out and questioning himself. It's good stuff. <laughs> <sighs> but and yes. I know you're gonna be really upset about this. Because mm. this was your favorite show of the year, maybe oh, the no. decade. Netflix has canceled after one season. 
that new Resident Evil show that existed? I watched 10 minutes. Somehow Lucy was like, oh, it's like kind of the end of the world. I'll watch that. She was like, wasn't this a video game? And like before she could reject, like I was like already <laughs> pressing play mm. at Netflix. And uh, it was bad. It was very bad. Resident Evil, it's one of those things. It's, you know, it's some fun video games. The story isn't even that great. It's just like zombie stuff. They made seven feature films mm. while starring Mia Jovovich, friend of the show. Is it Mia or Mila? Probably Mila. I probably said it fucked up. Uma Uma. And they're all directed by her husband, Paul W.S. Anderson. Um, and yeah, like, that's enough. Like, and now they have Did this... he direct the show? No, he had nothing to do with the show. But also, Even in addition better. to all those, they did a movie last year that nobody saw that tanked horribly. What was and that called? I don't even remember that. It was just called Resident Evil. <laughs> just like this show. But, and like, I don't even know how they make these so quickly. That couldn't have been more than like two years ago, max. Mm. And now they've already got a 10 episode season of a show called Resident Evil that's already been canceled. None of these movies or shows exist and it's <coughs> fucked up. <coughs> that blockbuster show that also doesn't exist comes out in two weeks. Did they film it in Bend, Oregon? I don't think they did. They probably just fucking created a fake blockbuster. Like a Nathan for you or Nathan Fielder rehearsal set of like a blockbuster. Like we've actually gone ahead and see put the <laughs> pants shit Jeff in the window Ooh, and see if they that is the kind of show I could get behind something mm. with him involved like a work of substance. Instead, this is a show just it's a Netflix original. It's just set in a blockbuster. They're probably just making fucking cheeky in jokes the whole time. Or maybe it'll be good. I don't know. I'm turning around. Scotty positivity. I do see... Uh, nah, it's going to suck. Fuck. He's you know what right. else sucks? Scotty negativity's back. Fuck. There's another thing that's near and dear to our hearts, or a show that was near and dear to our hearts, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mm. The Green Ranger is getting a divorce because he allegedly cheated on his wife. Wow. I thought those two crazy kids were going to make it? The Green Ra Ranger and his beloved? This is fucked up. I think he actually cheated with George Foreman. <laughs> like there was a grill involved. And I'm just saying. And then That's... George Foreman punched him in the face. Yeah. That is, uh, I love how the guy who played the Green Ranger, do you have his name there in the copy? No, I intentionally didn't write it down because it's okay. funnier that way. Smart. Just the Green Ranger. I don't think he's done anything of note after being... Power Ranger on television probably 20 years ago at this point maybe even longer but I don't think so either yeah I still consider him like an icon didn't he a like superstar. come in later wasn't he not one of the original Rangers I'm glad you brought that up because yes you're 100% correct he was brought in as the yeah, he like came out of nowhere and they were like who's this green ranger then he became the white ranger and it was like right. wow he was like the guy that everyone liked it started out with blue, red, black, and yellow. Asian girl was yellow and the black guy was black. Yes, very insensitive and fucked up. Inappropriate. Power Rangers has not aged well, folks. Also, it's funny how they made that show in general. They took footage from, like, a Japanese show. Like, all the footage of the robots fighting and, like, them fighting the putty. 
Yeah. That was from like a different show. And then they filmed like the teenage segments before they became Rangers and made like, you know what I'm saying? So it I was do, like, yeah. It was like, like half they of an superimposed show. like their faces in. Or? Well, no, they just like they filmed it in a way where like every time it was them on screen, like they filmed it for that show. But anytime it was the Power Rangers doing stuff, they just took footage from the Japanese version of the show, presumably called Power Rangers or right. So they called. paid. They just bought the footage from some low budget Japanese production company. Yeah. And just cobbled together a bunch of stupid episodes that like our younger brothers would eat up. Yes. And makes me. sense. <laughs> and us. Um, speaking of cobbled together, did you see that, uh, my, they, like there was a whole story circulating the internet of magic Johnson donating blood for COVID people or for monkey pox or something? I believe he came out this circulate yeah. to the point where you had to have, <laughs> issue a tweet that said, I did not do this. Cause I've never, I know there's a picture going around on the internet, but I have never donated blood <laughs> him. Like the internet is just getting so fucked up that like guys have to come out with like apologies for stuff that never happened. That was like almost an apology. Yeah. <laughs> his his agent like sitting him down like magic. Everybody thinks you're sending that AIDS blood all around the country, and uh, you got you got to do something about. It. You got to get out in front of this man. You got to control the narrative of that AIDS blood huh. <laughs> as it rushes its way through the. <laughs> it's like you're hot right now. You're a, uh, a likeness of you is on that HBO show with Tennessee <laughs> Riley that nobody on earth is watching or talking about in any way. One of my clients loves that show. And I was in, in the beginning and like the, the pilot was really good. And I want to say someone like, like fucking PT Anderson or somebody directed mm. the first episode. No, uh, the guy who, uh, the don't look up guy, Adam McKay. Adam McKay. Yes. Adam McKay directed the first episode. It was the first episode's good. Like very good. Yeah. I liked that one. Then, and then I watched just, two more and was just like, what am I going to like watch this fucking fictionalized version of the 70s Lakers for like seasons? Like a fucking asshole? No. Well, it drops off a cliff in like the third episode. Yes. It goes from being like insanely fun and watchable and like the John C. Riley character. You're just like, I wonder what he's going to say next and where were they going to go with this? And then it just, I'm, it literally is the biggest decline in almost anything I've ever watched. Yeah, I couldn't have fallen out of love with it more. Mm. that that and um hbo's had a couple of those this season that and the miniseries with um john barenthal about the maryland police department mm. the pilot's super intel interesting and then it just just is dead i forgot that. to get into from that. the creator of the wire which like should have been my tip off that it was going to be a slago he's all over the tube he's got that american gigolo limited series coming out that people say is very good i bet it isn't i mean it's on showtime it's your channel I do like my Showtime. Does it have anything to do with Richard Gere? I don't think it does. I'm just a gigolo everywhere a, I go. He's a cameo, like pulling a gerbil out of his ass to just tie that whole bit together. He hid that hands. gerbil up his ass. Zazz. The only place he could. The, the gooks were going to take it from him. Oh, my God. And the, I can't do a walk-in even a little bit. Certain voices are just like unacceptable to do anymore. Like Jay Moore and fucking Kevin Pollock, all those guys like killed the idea of doing a walking impression. Uh, yeah, I don't understand everybody. why people, I think it's an easy impression to do once you uh, nail it. And I think ooh. people just kind of jump in. I'd like to hear an impression of Jesse Ventura and Bubbles combined. Like yeah. that, to me, that's a fun impression. Those are the best impressions. The ones that are so niche. It's like, why would anyone even think to do this? Right. <laughs> like, 
that's when I, when my ears uh, perk up. But Hulu has a Hellraiser remake coming out next week. Is it going to be too scary? That's what I'm worried about. I'm going to watch it hopefully here in the well-lit chill zone and with another person so I can feel safe. But... Yeah, we don't want you to be too scared. Yes. Diehard fans will remember. I actually think the (laughs) Hellraiser, the original one, and maybe even the second one, are too scary to watch (laughs) at this moment in time. As a man firmly in his 30s, I'm too scared to watch these movies. Oh, that's funny. And I'll be too scared to watch the new one. And speaking of movies I'm too scared to watch on streaming, did you see the trailer for the new Pinocchio remake? Oh. Starring Tom Hanks and... From uh, visionary director Robert Zemeckis? Yes. Which shouldn't be a joke, but he's made so many turkeys lately that it kind of is a joke. What did he direct that was good? Roger Rabbit and He directed Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Forrest Gump, Castaway, Flight, a Denzel picture you are a big fan of. I liked Flight. I mean, if we queued him up, he's like, he used to shit out classics until Yeah, he was something of like a Spielberg. Yeah. In the 90s. I won't even make a joke. Like yes. He was actually pretty notable. And now... And now he's like a Spielberg where he's just... He's still making stuff, but it's not great. And it's kind of a bummer. <laughs> like, Robert Zemeckis did that Anne Hathaway remake of The Witches, Oof. which they dumped onto HBO Max last year in the height of COVID. I'd rather watch Havoc, too. <laughs> it was a horrible movie. The whole movie's just her walking around with her tits out. I mean... Green light, yeah. straight to HBO. One, please. And yes, this Pinocchio live-action remake is getting dumped onto Disney Plus on September 8th. They love dumping his movies onto streaming services. <laughs> he spends like four years making a unbelievably CGI-heavy, <coughs> expensive movie. They're just like, yeah, we're just going to just toss this out to the people who got our service. Right, just flush it down the toilet. Everyone will turn it off halfway through, being like, oh yeah, I saw this. Why is Tom Hanks playing Geppetto? Why was this made? But I don't know. I feel like I, I was never a big original Pinocchio guy. That wasn't one of my movies growing up. I think I saw it when I was very young and I thought the whole scene with like him going to the bad guy island was like scary. Yeah, That's that was, the memory I have of it, of being like, they're like, oh no, they're going to make him smoke cigarettes? Yeah, in the trailer, they show like Pinocchio's like inside a whale, like having a goo. Would you say he's in the belly of a whale? He is. And mm. like, I don't know, maybe it'll be dope. It won't. Fuck, he's totally right. You're just trying not because you realize all we've done is negative stuff. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of negativity, I will say two things. Number one, Capitol Records signed. So strange. Capitol Records signed a rapper that is completely like AI, like written code. Astonishing. This and rapper was created in a lab. It was a rapper that was written. The code for the rapper was written by a white man and the, and it was programmed to say the N-word. Oh, shit. And who, within who hours... This? Was Capital, this Neo from the Matrix programming this? <laughs> within hours, Capitol Records dropped him. And I'm, I want to know the number they paid for him in the first place, because that's funny. Yeah, this, did this really happen? Like they, it did. Because I saw this story and was like, this is a good bid, but like, it seems like a joke. Like, a, I'm like hoping it's make, not a bit. I'm hoping it really happened. 
because it's like a Black Mirror parody episode where it's like we created a rapper, but he went haywire immediately, and we had to cancel him. <laughs> it seems like too goofy to even be possible. I need it to be real. I love this future we live in and how fucked up it is. And in that vein, uh, Ryan Reynolds will star in a new film based on the board game Clue. They uh, boo. They send out a thing. Who would you like to see join the cast? And uh, one of my Twitter pals, Sriracha Chow, wrote, uh, Shot in the dark, but maybe The Rock or even Kevin Hart? <laughs> I think they would be great in this Clue movie starring Ryan Reynolds. This is my dream cast. And I was like, this is, this is like plucked from my brain. And I think like a Clue movie? Like I can picture this movie in my head, and it sucks, and I hate it. How do you feel about I'm it? I'm going to say it stinks, and I don't like it. Yeah, like, I just, things are dire, movie-wise. Yeah, it's a tough time to be alive. Ooh, I have, I have some good news ahead. that we can relish in for a moment. J-Lo performed a new song for Ben Affleck at their wedding was it taco <clears throat> fuck <laughs> taco flavored kisses <laughs> yes it was baby, actually baby baby give me all your tacos oh jenny oh jenny from the block but yeah they have this picture it reminded me of that scene from mad men where uh don's yes. new wife is singing zooby zooby zoo god he hated that if, if memory serves yes i did Cigarettes. Folks, I tweeted this. It might be my most popular tweet of all time. Follow me at Skip Season on Twitter or Instagram. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm happy for Ben that he got like a new exclusive song. I hope they release this and mm. it's all fucked up and dope. I bet it's real bad. It also reminded me of the feature film Marry Me, which J-Lo starred in opposite Owen Wilson, a movie that I saw in the theater with uh, friends of the show, Logan and Tyler. And You guys saw that in the theater as a bit, right? No. You were in? Well, yeah. <laughs> what did you like about <laughs> I was it? I do the whole thing, but... Yeah, we no. saw it, even though it came out on Peacock the same day, and is not a movie worthy seeing in the theater. Did it really? And I didn't COVID even know that. COVID was still going on. Yeah, we went to see it in the theater. Did you have to wear a mask in the theater? Mm, maybe? I don't think I ever did that. Even like, Rion and I went to go see Tenet, like when Kid. it was like, you didn't leave your house almost. It was like July 2020 or whenever the hell they oh, released that. Yeah. I saw that. Tenet in the theater solo, had a mask on the entire runtime. Yeah, I didn't. I took it off. Like the second we walked in, I was just like, there was, there was us and like one other guy in the front row. And I don't even think anyone was working. So like, why, why wear a mask if it's just you and the person you came with and then somebody else like a hundred yards away? Yeah. Especially now. It's like, it's a could you. Mm. Is it a should you? It is. And would you? But Shia LaBeouf, I saw a story the other day He's saying, quote, at this point, I'm nuclear. Nobody wants to talk to me, including my mother. My manager's not calling. The agent's not calling. I feel like it's over. End quote. Shia LaBeouf, former superstar, who's been accused of uh, some unseemly relationship stuff. I don't know the details. I don't want to There's speak to it. two women, one being like a somewhat 
notable musician, I guess, that are saying allegedly he was inappropriate within the relationship. I don't even know. I like Shia, so I'm not even going to. Normally, I, I love throwing out people's accusations, but with Shia, we don't know. Mm. But yeah, he's also said he's opening up saying he's contemplated suicide and turned to Catholicism. That's when you know things are getting really dark. <laughs> when you're like, am I into Catholicism? Shia is super Sorry, fucking Monty. talented. And if there was only a way that he could harness that mm. and just like not be the subject of controversy over and over again. Because when he was even at his biggest, he was still like getting in trouble with random stupid stuff that like is so stupid we don't even remember yeah, it. He was like, when he was like growing up, and being in the Transformers movies, he was having like Justin Bieber like meltdowns, yes. getting like drunk and kicked out of Walmart, doing like goofy kid stuff. And then, which will happen, you know. And then he to, like had an arc where he was doing wild shit, like interpretive art shows, like he will not divide us. And I like, love that era. For yeah, him. that was great. I wish that never ended. He was really cooking then, <laughs> like him in a movie theater watching all of his own movies and live streaming a camera just on his face getting his reactions that's great stuff i think he's awesome yeah i saw him in one of those like hollywood reporter round tables with like tom hanks and a few other people mm. and i think at one point like tom hanks is saying something very smart and inspirational and you could see shy's face just like light up mm. and like i don't know i just it's very enjoyable i don't remember who else was even what? in that i'd like to see them in a picture together i think they'd be a good duo that's sort of what i was driving at they're a duo mm. And like yeah, a father-son kind of thing where Shia, like a beautiful boy, but done right. Yeah, I'd watch it. Directed by... Uh, Hanks himself. He's going to... No, he's gonna that would work, but no. I'm going to say Andrew Dominic. Oh. And we go real dark with it. Very spicy. His uh, Marilyn Monroe biopic starring Anna de Armas, Blonde, coming out on Netflix. That's sort of what I was thinking. Like, if he can do a movie like that, why can't he do a movie about, like, Shia LaBeouf in the throes of addiction? And, like, he comes out of it, and it's just, like, a an uplifting tale, but yeah. also, like, super fucked up and dark. It's like Blue Valentine meets Beautiful Boy meets Killing Them Softly, and it's just, like, there's, like, it's got it all. It's sounds, got violence. It's got grit. It's got laughs. It's got tears. Sounds like Turkey Boy Heaven. 90 minutes long killer fucking score killer soundtrack done he'll bang that out and then he'll work with us we'll make the mutt williams continuing <laughs> adventures series for disney plus and we'll all just have a great time live our best lives um jaws is coming out in movie theaters again in imax real d3d no 3D. distress signal had been sent i mean that's a given I'm definitely going to see eyes, I've never, size, like I've never seen Jaws eyes. in a movie theater. And that's one when it's playing. When does that come out? Like Labor Day weekend? I think in like two, in theaters September 2nd. Wow. Next week. Is that Friday? It's soon. Very cool. I mean, should we do that? I think we should, yeah. That seems like a thing. I'm so down. And what else is coming out? Featured review, Jaws. Yeah. That's kind I mean, of fun. I could talk Is it about just Jaws. on the just on the second or the whole weekend? It's probably a whole weekend type deal. I think it's AMC theaters. Sorry, I keep hiccuping. I had my soda too fast. Kid, you're good. I think it's a showcase thing, actually. That's or maybe mm. it's all of them, hopefully. So we have some options. 
But yeah, it's summer. It's Jaws season. We're going to get that in. Elvis is coming to HBO Max on September 2nd also. That is a picture I've heard nothing but good things about. Ank saw it and reviewed it on this here program. I did indeed. I'm looking forward to watching it. Mm. That uh, I almost saw it the other day. I'm glad I didn't because now I can just watch it at my leisure. It's a long movie. and If you're an Elvis head, I recommend it. He's what? And Tom Hanks was. I had another bit the other day. Like him and Pinocchio being like, he's white? Just like the Elvis thing. <laughs> well, because he's work. a... Folks. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm yammering. It's oh, boy. <laughs> See, I just did a racist joke and you missed it. That's how tired you are. Wow. That's not good. Sam, Sam you know what to do. <laughs> clip that, edit it. I didn't mean it. And also, this is... I can't believe I didn't put this right up top. Warner Brothers Discovery, which has announced they're like basically shutting down like the production on most of their original stuff. Yeah. Trying to focus on nature programming and like weird shit like that. They don't know what they're doing. They've announced that they only have enough money to release two movies for the rest of this calendar year. And those two movies are Black Adam. <laughs> And Olivia, visionary director Olivia Wilde's uh, sophomore effort, Don't Worry Darling. What was her first movie? Wildlings or Wildlife? Booksmart. Oh, right. I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of um, Paul the, Dano. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, that was a picture. <laughs> that was actually a good movie. Um, that sucks. Yeah, like, they're, they're in trouble. Mm-hmm. I feel like the hierarchy of power at Warner Brothers Discovery is about to change <laughs> after these two movies come out and make nothing because they're both going to be horrible and they don't have anything else. You think Black Adam's going to bomb? I do. I hope so. I think so. it looks like shit and nobody cares about this character and yeah. What about the the properties? Brother? I mean, fuck, it'll probably make a fortune, and I'll be all upset about it. I think that there's a good chance that it makes lots of money, yeah. Fuck. So buckle up for that. Fuck, the hierarchy. I know. And also, this is fucked up. Joe Pesci, famous uh, actor extraordinaire, is coming out of retirement to star in a series about Pete Davidson. Oh, hey, man. Hey, dude. Does he play Pete Davidson's dead father? <laughs> I mean, he might. <laughs> It would make... Fressa, fressa, I'm dead. <laughs> Him in Home Alone. You mode. only exist out here because of me. But really, like, is there anything Pete Davidson can't do? He gets every babe on earth. He fucking brings Joe Pesci out of retirement. That big dong. Is this like a bit? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Just, like fucking under a spell by Pete Davidson's dick. What's going to happen next is Pete Davidson's going to do like a green book type of movie that like gives oh, hey, him dude. some sort of I'm like fucking, i'm in green book too like almost like a bridge to like being i don't know how to describe i'm like losing my train of thought here but like bridge I to terabithia too perfect no, i see Pete him Davidson. i see him winning an oscar or something Fuck. like it's just gonna like spitball into that yeah like i don't see this stopping he's just like no. he's just snowballing into like oh hey dude i'm like the king of forever i just <laughs> fucking kick ass and he's done like a few times where he's jumped up on stage with Jack Harlow and like rapped. 
So like he'll probably parlay this into a like a rap career. Yeah. I was like, no good, but everyone was like, You fucking kick ass. He was like a contract. The Emperor's new clothes or whatever the expression. I just I don't know. They've got oh tuna. How you doing, Loon? And yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's almost hacked to complain about Pete Davidson this point. But I'm just like dazzled by it. if it sounds like I'm complaining I'm not, I'm just like I'm just you're just staring out, in stating wonder. out loud that it's wild, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, wow. All he needs is to be like co-signed by <clears throat> the black community. Then he's in Black Panther three, and oh, hey, dude, I'm the new Black Panther, right? And everybody's just cool with it. <laughs> that would be the test if he could pull off playing Black Panther in a sequel that nobody wants to watch. Then we'll know he's bulletproof. And there's nothing you can't do. I, I want to touch back, speaking of Black Panther, on you saying you don't think Wakanda Forever is going to make like a billion. What do you think? You I have, you a, have a feeling it's going to do badly because... I feel like people, they shouldn't have made it. It's Everyone's sad and weird about it. The guy fucking died. He was only like 40 years old. Chadwick Boseman is dead. And they made this weird sequel called Black Panther, like colon Wakanda Forever, where it just has all the other characters... Mm. And someone's like in the And suit. Michael B. Jordan got killed off in the first one. Yeah. So like... They were the two biggest draws, the right? The biggest star in this new one is Angela Bassett playing his mother. Like legitimately. And Daniel Kaluuya is not in it. He's not in it. The girl who plays his sister is like kind of famous, but she I can't even think of her name. So she's... Mm. I feel like it's a cursed movie that I, people I don't kinda, need. Yeah, I think it's almost, I don't want to say it's disrespectful to Chadwick Boseman's legacy, but like the part about that that, bl- that bums me out is like he did like a bunch of very successful movies in a year or two and then just died. Yeah. And it's like we could have gotten a lot more out of him. Mm. Like there's got to be somebody that's going to replace Denzel and it's not going to be his son. Yeah. Like Will Smith's already kind of ruined his career. Okay, that's over. Okay. That would be hilarious if they just put Jaden Smith recast black panther as jaden smith people would be so mad but they should have done something Willow. like that just to you know yeah. he's one of their big characters i'm not gonna say i disagree with you but i don't know i think personally you know what maybe I, for for the sake of the show i'm gonna say the show that that black panther wakanda forever is gonna make more money than the first one wow. how about that that would be wild because that movie right I think that's in like the top five of all time that was like that couldn't have been more of a hit. And that's why they felt the need to make a sequel, even though the lead character fucking died. Was it the most successful of the Marvel? Yeah. Or no, the the Avengers Endgame probably Are you sure? definitely did more. But yeah, it's I'm not. Yeah. Because okay. that's like I think that has the record over Avatar and Titanic. Mm. But Black Panther's like in the top ten, definitely. Didn't like uh, the savages make more money than all of them combined? Um, no, it was jo- it wasn't the savages. It was uh, John Carter. Oh, Disney's yes. John Carter. John Carter of Mars. I, I know it was at least one or two Taylor Kitsch movies at the top of that list. Yes, that and Battleship. Two yes. of the, the strongest yes. performing pictures I ever. It was seen. Bleed for this with friend of the show Miles Teller. Actually, Ooh. the top of the charts. Oh yeah, and I also saw here that. A spinoff of The Good Doctor is in the world, titled The Good Lawyer. So yeah, the, the Good Lawyer. The Good 
underscore yeah. universe is Come on down. I'll give growing. you legal advice in the basement. Fuck, I can't believe I didn't see this coming. <laughs> Don't open up any sodas in my office or I'll add more money to the retainer. Do yeah! You, are you familiar with The Good Doctor, which is a show starring Freddie Highmore about a doctor yeah. who is good? Let me get my hands all up Fuck. inside your body. Fuck, he's still going. Do surgery on you. I'm good. Hmm. I'm Tyler, and I'm good. He's back. So yeah, I had this, to do that. You had to get you know that out of kid, my system. He was like the Johnny Depp kid. That young schmuck. Yes, I do. Yeah. I want to slap in, the taste out of his mouth. He started in Bates Motel, which was the... Like, oh, I watched psycho. almost every episode of Bates Motel. How I about that? I did too. Guess what? I thought that show was surprisingly good. I didn't hate good. it. I thought it was okay. <laughs> At least for most of it. It kind of falls off a cliff yes. in the final season. Who is Vera Farmiga in that? She is. She yeah. plays the mother and she was very good on it. She gets a surprising amount of work. I'm mm. not saying she's untalented. It's just you see her again and you're like, is that the psychiatrist from The Departed? Again? She'll be coming up later in the program in our reviews portion. A little teaser. Is she in this Kevin Hart movie? Oh, man. Uh, no, but maybe. That would be sick. But it's funny that like, The Good Doctor is a show in its sixth season that like, is so many people are watching it. It's getting Excuse a spinoff about a good lawyer. Yeah, it's that's like nuts. The, the Good Verse. Yeah. Parsons, do you watch these shows? Yeah, The Good Are you in on this verse? verse? Like, there's a whole universe of shows on regular cable that most of america's watching that i'm just not even aware of it's unbelievable i hope this is in the same universe as the goods the jeremy piven film about a fucking car dealership he's in he's having a laugh Oh, wow. Oh, the fans loved this. Wow. Folks, I mean, love to hear it. Beautiful. That was good. Like, you really got him going there. I know. That's, that's wild. <laughs> Take a stand. And I think, yeah, the good Lord. And we're going to star in the good turkey boys that's going to be their next spinoff we're going to have a show on cbs hour-long drama that'll run for 14 years wow it's going to be fun i'm in for us can't wait agreed and i know you're not a big community guy but scotty go. and dan Harmon, the creator of that show and rick and morty has said that a community movie is in the works finally mm. happening and this is fun because on the show, as early as season two, they pro they had this like running bit on the show that it would go for six seasons in a movie. And even though the show got canceled two times, it did end up going for six seasons. And now if they make a movie, this prophecy that was like a joke ten years ago would actually happen, and I think that would be charming and enjoyable. And I will watch that movie when it comes out did you watch you watched that new game of thrones show house of the I did. dragon i did how'd it grab you you in i think i'm in yeah i, I think that i'm a sucker for like big budget stuff i guess but i uh fucking cocks i don't i don't have a ton of great stuff to say about it to be honest i had to start it over because i i watched it i got mm. bored i got yeah. confused <laughs> 
I told, it's funny, they try to like nip the confusion in the bud. This starts with a uh, narration, which had never been a Game of Thrones thing. The show starts and it's like, 172 years before Daenerys, blah, blah, blah. Before an Irishman got a fucking job, (laughs) we had the presidency. It'd be incredible if House of the Dragon starts with a Departed-esque, like, sideways shot. Like, years ago, we had the church. My dragons (laughs) used to fucking get things done. (laughs) I used to ride them around the bean. I'd be like, stop at Fenway for me. And... I'll have a, a blood feud with some relatives over this, uh, fucking owning this island in this fantasy place. Targaryens. True guineas. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I didn't love it either. I watched it and thought it had some stuff going for it <laughs> i'm still laughing about like like jack wearing like a cape and a crown and like walking sideways across a castle at king's landing <laughs> nothing about peter dinklage <laughs> or any of his sides are you <laughs> fucking kidding me but yeah the i don't know everyone on earth watched it like they wanted to they renewed it for a second season i like 10 million people 10 yeah, million i think it was like 20 mil Jesus. But yeah, I mean, I'll probably watch it as it continues in the same breath. If the show disappeared suddenly and this story had no resolution at all, I wouldn't care in the slightest. Right. Like, it's one of those things where if it's on and it's being spoken about and it exists, I will 100% watch it. If it disappeared tomorrow, good. Good. Yeah, like... Whatever. One of my coworkers is a big Game of Thrones guy, so I'll mainly watch it just to like have something to talk about at work. Mm. That's like where I'm at with this. Is show. he also a pedophile? He is oh, actually. Good, good. Yes. Is he a fan of the show? I hope not, because mm. if he's hearing this, he's going to be upset. Sir, I don't know who you are, but I need you to stay away from those children. Yes. <laughs> Let's just say it's Dan, because he can Dan, do this. Damn it, Dan. <laughs> but uh. I don't know. We'll see how that shakes out. The Game of Thrones show. Years ago, we had the dragons. And also, like, speaking of fucked up fantasy stuff that we probably won't get too into, that Lord of the Rings show oh. starts next week. The Rings of Power. Um, er. Tilt your mic a little down. Hmm. Um, um, yes. I had, I don't even think I've seen all of the Lord of the Rings movies. I think in college they were coming out, and I remember... A few of my friends in college were big Lord of the Rings guys, and I got roped into like a DVD viewing of the, the uh, what was the third one? Not Twin, it's- Return of the King? Yes, I got roped into, no, actually I saw Return of the King in theaters and I smoked three cigarettes, right. one for each hour. Yeah, I mean, reasonable. I was so bored. I love those movies. I think they're great. This new show is an Amazon production. They threw like all the money in the world at it, and it still looks kind of middling. Mm. and it's weird seeing trailers for it at movie theaters yeah like they're really they're really going for it with the promotion they're they're churning up the the promotion big time right now because they're like oh this game of thrones show came out like we don't want them to steal our thunder like hey everybody this is lord of the rings remember this do you still like this please watch this very dante's peak of them 
Yes. Things always happen. Oh, like for sure. That. They can never just let something exist. They're like, wait, are people going to watch this? Let's make the same thing, but slightly tweaked and try to steal all its thunder. It's fucked up. And it's weird at the the pictures right now. There's not a lot of great stuff. There's a new movie from the director of Mad Max Fury Road, which sounds like it'd be reason to get all excited, but... It looks kind of weird, and it's not getting great reviews. That movie, 3,000 Years of Longing, mm. starring Idris Elba. I think I'd rather see 3,000 Miles to Graceland. <laughs> oh. Maybe, oh. you know, go see it with Andre 3000, sit in the front row, make wow. fun of the movie like it's Mystery Science Theater 3000. You know, Holy shit. What incredible How's amount that of 3,000 bits. <laughs> Love that. Maybe we go home after the movie, pop in the VHS copy of Mr. 3000, call it a night. Wow, one of my favorite Bernie Mac vehicles. Jesus Christ. I'm dazzled by that. Yeah, I saw the trailer for that uh, during my viewing of Beast at the AMC movie uh, movie theater in Braintree, and mm. it looks bad. It does. Like, very, very bad. It looks... George Miller's one of those guys, He's he's got a very like varied career. He directed mm. the two Happy Feet movies which are animated movies about penguins so like he does mad max movies then something like that and then other weird stuff i can't remember i like when someone makes different stuff but yeah like I i'm looking i when i'm thinking of an all over the place but fun and good career i think of a doug lyman not george miller wow that's exactly what i'm talking about i know maybe doug lyman's like my guy Doug lyman's roadhouse coming soon to theaters near you that's going to be like probably the picture of the oh, year. Oh, 100%. I can't wait. I'm already like fully invested. I'm going to tell everybody I loved it, if even if it's the biggest piece <laughs> of fucking shit on the planet. And that there <clears throat> is Vintage Ank. And I also thought, or <clears throat> I thought this was fun. Top Gun Maverick has officially outgrossed Avengers Infinity War to become the sixth highest grossing film of all time at the domestic box office. Big movie. Big screen, loved it. <laughs> Everybody on earth loved it. I mean, this is pretty big. Sixth highest movie of all time for a Top Gun sequel. Who could have seen this guy? Yeah, that is huge. It's outrageous. I had a good feeling it would do poorly. Yeah. So that. there's some egg on my face. I mean, I love the movie. I think you liked it, didn't quite love it. I believe I gave it a three and a half okay. out of five. That's a like. Yeah, that's a good, strong like. And this is I have now, no desire to watch it again. I do big time. And speaking of that, at least it's now on digital. You I'm going to wait a year it. and then love it again. That's an important thing. The people rewatching things too soon can make you sour on a movie. Mm -hmm. So it's important not to do that, if possible. People listening are like, yeah, we don't rewatch stuff ever. Like, this right. isn't. A I thing. did that with the Batman. <laughs> this isn't a problem for I us. I rewatched it like the day it came to HBO Max, and I was like, oh, why did I do that? I'm like, oh shit, I, I shouldn't have seen this movie like <laughs> two days in a row in the theater. Everyone's like, why did you do this? You sick maniac. This is a simple, quick fix. Just don't do stupid things. Can we take a break? We can. You got a lot more left, or? No, maybe we come back and uh, talk about uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg, Kevin Hart vehicle, a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, how you doing? We'll be right back. Hey. Hmm. <laughs> you sick fuck. <laughs> 
kid, how sick would the Boondock Saints be if Mark Wahlberg was in it? I figured it was Boston adjacent. Kid. How's this sound? I, I think they're still making that third one. I remember we talked about that a couple... With visionary director Troy Duffy? <laughs> the very same. He's coming back to finish what he started all these years ago at Fenway. What could it even be about? Also, I forgot to mention earlier, you no. were also at Fenway this past week. I was, yeah. Kid, we were both at Fenway Pack this fucking past fucking Me week. Me for a pretty pretty legitimate reason, eh, I think. Bill Burr live, eh. which was lovely. Dead. Thanks a mil. Thanks two mil. But, uh, he probably made two mil in about five minutes. Yeah. Enhance. <laughs> So zoom in on that Bill Burr photo on his Instagram, and you might see Angston in the seventh row having a goo. Front, middle. So, like, off to the right of Bill a little bit. You'll you'll see me. With friend of the show, Mr. A. Mm. How you doing, kid? But uh, if we could get into a little Us Time and review the new Netflix original Me Time, starring uh, Mark Wahlberg and Kevin Hart. What do you think of this duo? Heavy sigh. Where are my notes? Man. I'm going um, to hit the fans with a summary of this picture real quick, even though it's a Netflix original and it's almost beyond description or enjoyability or watchability or anything. <laughs> this is IMDb's official summary. A... Oh, wait. Hold on, let me cue it up here. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is kind of an oh, boy. It's a movie about two guys shitting around follows a dad who finds time for himself for the first time in years while his wife and kids are away he reconnects with a friend for a wild weekend this summary sounds like it was written at gunpoint by <laughs> someone who's never seen a movie before <laughs> yeah and it's just kevin hart is the uh dad who Finds time for himself for the first time in years. And Mark Wahlberg is his best friend who is fun. He's, he's, he's uh, I think what I wrote is that hey, Wahlberg was a little bit out of his depth. I'm the fun the character one. in general and with comedy. It's not his thing. You he's not funny. <laughs> you don't think I'm a laugh riot? I don't. I mean, I gotta, I gotta reveal for the fans. This movie got several laughs out of both of us. It did, yeah. I have it here documented. I kept a tally oh, of how many times Ank laughed and how many times I laughed. Ank, I got you down for at least five. I'm down for at least three. Five? Five. Real laughs. It seems like a lot. Real laughs, folks. I should have recorded that. Five seems high. <laughs> it does. Fuck. Was but I laughing at the horrible fake Photoshop montage of Mark Wahlberg oh and Kevin Hart as friends in the beginning? Yes. This is, people must know about this. Anytime they show a picture of characters in a movie, it's always like Photoshopped to a level where it's like, do they, do they have any money available to like get a realistic picture of two people? There's just no budget whatsoever. Who are on the same set together? Like, why is this so difficult? And the one in this movie was really... One of those montages with a Netflix budget can really sing cheapness-wise. But this movie, some of the laughs came from the decent batch of sidecars in this picture. Friend of the show, Andrew Santino, was fun as uh, Kevin Hart's other best friend. It's kind of fucked up that he had two white best friends in this picture. They didn't really delve into that. 
Um, I don't. I mean, they kind of established that, <clears throat> and the Andrew Santino character was kind of like just in a, like a guy that they both knew each other from school with their kids. Oh yeah, that's what. It, yeah, yeah. So was, it was like a little bit less of two white best friends and like Kevin Hart not being believable in either of the dynamics of those relationships. Like him and Wahlberg true. really aren't that believable as friends. No. But Wahlberg guess what? sucks, and Kevin Hart seems much more likable. I might have to say I think they were a good duo. Pains me to say. I thought it. that Kevin Hart and Andrew Santino were a decent duo too. They were a great duo. Yeah. They were like popping. They should do like a spinoff, Hobbs <clears throat> and Shaw type deal, where it's just an action movie. Good... Yeah, sure, why not? But this, I mean, like Netflix original wise, I don't think this is a real movie. It's not. It doesn't exist. It's... But as far as like you put it on in the background and like you're doing other things, every once in a while you glance up mm. and you're like, oh, that was kind of funny. Yeah, like, put I... your put your phone in the cup holder of your car and <laughs> turn it on while you're driving yeah. to work and enjoy. That's the ideal way to watch this picture. <laughs> That's... You Coming know. through the Bluetooth with a little bit of a delay, like you don't yes. even care. That's the way to watch a movie. <laughs> the movie really, like itself, felt so cobbled together. Like there was 11 writers, eight directors. They filmed it in 40 different locations with big, huge time off in the middle. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg, you could clearly tell they filmed his parts oh, yeah. in the same stretch and then filmed <clears throat> the parts without him like all over the place. There was like two 30-minute chunks where he was just missing mm. from the movie like no check-in or anything yeah. and yeah it felt like lazy hey, i'm busy uh filming infinite with uh <laughs> chueto egeo for for paramount plus change I, your name to I'm, chewy johnson i'm i'm up to no good but yeah this movie it has almost no narrative drive whatsoever no. they set up at the beginning like kevin hart's a stay-at-home dad and maybe needs to like it's, have some me time just a listless like the, meandering lifeless corpse of a script yeah but then like the whole movie it's just like a series of things happening unrelated to that and then when it's almost towards the end they do a montage to be like oh yeah this has to be about something and his kids are mad at him for this and that and he fucking has a goo and mark Wahlberg has something resembling a character arc also even though i can't remember it even though we just finished it, it's just that forgettable. It's already seeping out of Oh, yeah, that's not going to last in your consciousness for much longer. No. It's gone. Yeah, we just it forgot just the, We just forgot everything. It's, that Uber driver character that, like, picks them up in the middle of the desert and then, like, somehow is in the movie for, like, the entire third act, and she's just the most unfortunate-looking woman I've ever seen. Guess what? She got some laughs out of me, too. I thought Her she, shitting in the bed? Yeah, that was, that was good stuff. I love how they hit that beat again. Hey, They're like, oh, by the way, we shit in the bed again. I think we should hit that bit again. I mean, we left a lot of meat on the bone, bit-wise. Them making Mark Wahlberg look like he's a normal height just because Kevin's like 5'3 and they yeah. went out of their way to do like little guy stuff. Like, oh, look, even his shit is really small. Hmm. I thought there was going to be more of like, because Kevin Hart, especially in the rock stuff, every joke's always like, you're short. And Mark Wahlberg's kind of short. I thought they were going to have more like short material. Mark Wahlberg were like, yeah, I'm really tall. Yeah. Misconception that I'm short. Yeah, it's movie magic. Yeah. I don't say anything otherwise, I'll take your sight. Also, he sneaks in a Blue Bloods joke, which uh, delighted me slash made me sick to my stomach. 
It was funny. He's making fun of his brother's show. Yeah, for, for people who aren't aware, uh, Donnie Wahlberg is on Blue Bloods. That's probably everyone who's not aware of that. Motherfucker. Why? Yeah, Blue Bloods has been on the air for 40 seasons, I believe. I think 86, mm. actually. It should be 86, indeed. <laughs> I can 86 you anytime I want. <laughs> Love it. But yeah, Tom on Selleck, the beach. Tom Selleck needs that show to stay alive. And also, this movie was directed by someone named John Hamburg. It's time to take a stand. I only work with people who have Bergs in their name. <laughs> Peter Berg? John Hamburg? <laughs> My name's Mark Wahlberger. I, uh, I'm a fucked up asshole idiot. <clears throat> and I don't know. So Do that's we, me time. Do we recommend this? We don't. I might. Netflix original-wise, I had more fun with this than I have maybe the last yeah. seven. If you have nothing else and it's like a rainy Saturday afternoon and you're just bored, like, throw this on. It's fine. Yeah, I had laughs, like, just even when there was, like, a real big dud, then I could, like, glance over and be like, can you fucking believe this turkey? <laughs> like, are you seeing this? Are you hearing this? Hey, 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 my cat. Love me a turkey. But yes, this is a movie made by The Algorithm. It's doing its thing. Got some actual laughs out of us, whether it be intentional or real or not. It had its moments. <sighs> it's me time. Can we talk about a movie that had no moments? <laughs> a little film called Beast, yes. starring Charlto Copley mm, and Idris Elba. Also a friend of the show. I mean, as we were saying in the thread, as Joey and Cod, I believe, were saying, this should have been a standalone X-Men beast movie starring <laughs> Kelsey Grammer. In, in the titular role. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to make a movie called Beast, that it should be that. Uh, beast. <laughs> but this, I, why don't you tell the fans about your theater experience? I, I'll tell them about mine. I like to ask my mom to go see movies. Charming. And a lot of times it ends up being a movie that like she's definitely not going to be interested in, but she'll go anyways, which is fucking hilarious. Delightful. And so I met her down in Braintree and my least favorite fucking theater on the planet. Not a great <clears throat> And we walk in, immediately the fat lump of shit who's supposed to be taking tickets is just sitting there and like is on the phone didn't seem like a personal call i don't i hope but could have been mm. and then they give me this look like like i'm irritating them for like interrupting their fucking phone call mm. i hand her my like adam tickets app she scans it and goes you're all set and i'm like so there's no paper ticket and she goes no that thing and so i gave her ugh, and i went in with no paper ticket which is horrifying because we like to collect them. Yeah, and it's it's a tough thing to do in that moment where like you're in line. It's like I kind of want a paper ticket. Actually, I kind of need one. It's like a thing. I actually had it happen again. I saw another movie today that I'm not even going to talk about, but we'll say I didn't get a paper ticket with that one either, and that was another AMC theater. And they said to me, "Oh, if you scan it with this, they have like a different scanner." Mm. You knew this? I didn't know this. There's two scanners. One, if they scan it, your phone is your ticket, you're good. The other one, if they scan, it prints something. So hmm. I don't think they, most people probably don't give a fuck about a printed ticket. I like the idea of them having two scanners because of people like us needing a paper ticket. 
but we're, I bet we're not getting it. I bet there's a few people that need them. Maybe like they write it off or something. They're like a, a screenwriter or they some other job that you could use movies as a writer. You're a, a, a critic. They don't even it know stinks. what a write-off is. Well, they do, and they're the ones. Well, anyway, we saw Beast. I'm, yes. I'm getting off track with the fat fuck. And then there was a woman with like five very young children, two rows in front of us. And I was like, this kind of would be really scary for them. And then it was. The kids were terrified. You could hear them. Mm. It's a movie with like Idris Elba taking his family into the fucking jungle mm -hmm. or in the, not even the jungle, like the Serengeti. And it's not the Serengeti if it's South Africa. They're like but. on a safari. <clears throat> Is that the. They didn't really do that? a good job setting up why. And no. it's like the mother left him and then died. And the kids are mad at him because there's no mom. Yeah. That and, was, it was, it's a very threadbare, like, yes. this is like the drama going on. And then they're thrust into this situation. They do almost no work making the Charlotte Copley character relatable or like anyone that you would empathize with or give a fuck about. Mm. And then he's just dead. Or like on his way to being dead and they have to like keep him alive while like these lions attack the truck yeah this is one of those movies where i like it when the characters are smart and they do things where you're like oh that's like what a person in this situation would or should right. do this movie everything any character did i was just like what the fuck like no one would do this what a, what a fucking idiot like everyone's gonna die now because this is happening for some reason yeah it was it was bad like a lot of the situations where they're like the father or edris elba rather would just be like all right i'm gonna separate from you guys and i'd be in my head like why would you separate yeah like what is the where purpose are you, what are you of, doing here of you going off on this little fun side mission and leaving your daughters alone him like leaving them in the poacher's cottage and being like i'm gonna be right back for you mates like yeah. trying to sound like he's not from england <laughs> He sucks. Can we talk about the fact that he's so handsome that he gets work and that he just stinks? He he stinks in everything. I think he can be good in stuff. Like what, Molly's Game as the attorney <laughs> when he's like the most marble-mouthed man in cinema history? Bruv. I don't mind him in The Suicide Squad. I thought he was fun in that. Yeah, I guess so. As far as like him in a leading role. But yeah, most times he's in stuff, it doesn't seem to work out. Just let him be fucking British is the way i look at it yeah right yeah, someone like him he's like yeah it's he's never gonna hide it like you were saying earlier it's very distracting yes like you're thinking about it while you're listening to him try to do an american accent it's like just let him fucking speak charlotte copley hasn't been in a movie since district nine <laughs> i mean and he's about to get market corrected by murray from the flight of the concords <laughs> wow they are kind of like the same dude yeah they'd be good as brothers in something like a wacky duo and they're both like out of sorts i love that yeah i'm in I'd district nine that. two <laughs> forget that elysium ever happened district 10 <clears throat> but yeah this was like it stunk as far as like you know just like a quote-unquote b movie where there's a creature and they have to take it down this was awful this was worse than this was like a lake placid type, <laughs> type movie yeah, very for lack of a better other explanation or other example. Blah, blah, blah. The what is the fucking movie I was trying to think of? Oh, Crawl. That movie that we You loved Crawl. I hated, I hated that one too. That was an alligator movie that was like a best case scenario. This movie wishes it was Crawl. 
and it's typically these movie movies like this i should say are in your wheelhouse yeah like i expected this to be like a fun turkey like oh it's them versus a lion like they could think of some clever scenarios <laughs> to get some good tension and or fun out of this and it was just like a big dud a big nothing gave me nothing yeah i wanted it to end and it's an hour and a half and it felt like much much longer yes so also, that's so that's beast <laughs> i just have one last thing yeah. i was talking to a friend of the show john tilson who also saw this movie hi john he added some fun points that said uh when Idris Elba was injured in the water and they wanted to go save him, even though none of them had guns. So the little girl leaves the SUV and in the next scene she found him and was helping him walk walk back. They showed none of the clawing through the bushes searching for him. And That is a good point. Yes. Yeah. We had a slight stop out, but some great points. Follow uh, Jonathan Tilson on Instagram and Twitter. Funny guy. And do not see Beast. Do not see Beast. And if you have nothing else to do, watch Me Time. Yeah. On Netflix. <clears throat> and real quick, I also watched uh, the new Orphan sequel that is actually a prequel. You could be a hundred and be an orphan. <laughs> orphan first kill. <laughs> Starring me. <laughs> I did that joke last week. Still good. Still good. But yes, for people who don't remember the movie Orphan, it's uh, a weird movie starring Vera Farmiga. She's coming up for the second time this episode. I'm getting that work. And uh, Peter Sarsgaard. They're in the original one. They did not return for this sequel. That's a prequel. But um, this movie, you know, it's about they adopt this girl, and then the big twist at the end is it's not a girl. It's actually a 40-year-old woman who has this weird disease where she looks and sounds like a kid, but she's, like, crazy. And it's kind of fun and wacky. Mm. And this movie's a prequel where the same girl plays the same character who's still supposed to be a girl. She was 10 years old when they filmed the first one. She's, like, 20-something now, and she's playing a younger version of the same character, which is a big ask, and the way they handle it is very silly, but All right, it I'm worked watch for me. It. I, I might watch that tomorrow. I compared it to like Malignant, that HBO Max movie. I didn't like that one, but I understood why other people liked it. It's like a this is a fun horror movie. Yeah. That like is knowingly cheesy and they I don't want to spoil it, but like whatever I think her name's Esther, the orphan has like Esther a, Koo. She has a, a new like wrinkle to yeah. her character. It's it's fucking dope. I'm down. It's on Paramount Plus. And also in theaters. Wow. But uh, about it. just do a Paramount Plus free trial. Check it out. Nice hour and a half fun little turkey of a horror movie. And I think that's all I watched this week. Did you, you want to mention the turkey you saw today or do you want to not even? Nope. Doesn't even exist. Doesn't exist. Breaking with John Boyega. I walked out. <laughs> Sorry, John, but they're not going to make a thing of you. It's it's not up to me. I laughed out loud when you texted that you were going to see this because I was like, what is this movie? Where's this coming from? Breaking, starring household name John Boyega. Ray! I was in three Star Wars movies and all I did was yell the name Ray. And he's upset about it. They've been trying real hard to give him something. Mm. And they can't do it. And I think that's also the final performance of Michael K. Williams. 
He's in that, right? Yes. Yeah. I forgot he was dead. He's dead. His audio book just came out. Him like, I'm about to die. Here's a book. <laughs> Let me It'll, sneak out this audio book. We'll go nine hours of me reading, and I won't explain where my scar came from. Oh, shit. Does he not? I mean, I don't know. I think he got it in a childhood fight or something. In... But I do I'm, like him though. He was like I was. Ho- I saw the movie because of him, and then it was bad. We famously don't support The Wire here, but I'm a big fan of his character Chalky White on Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> He's a real scene stealer. <laughs> Not sure why that name is funny to me. Chalky White. Uh, what do you got for plugs? I mean, just the old classics. Check out the South Shore Boys podcast, which will feature Ank's episode any day now. I don't believe you. We're toiling away in the studio, trying to make just it listenable. Just send it to Sam and let him fix it. Ooh, that actually, that's a good idea. Although... Take him two seconds. I don't want to bother Sam. Logan and Tyler said they're going to fix it. I trust them. Folks, check that out and all the other stuff we do at uh, send an email to enoughpodcast at gmail.com and we'll read it and talk about it and all that stuff. And where can the fans find you this week? Um, I will be um, at work all week. Kids. So come by 298 Walnut Street in Newtonville and get your free session. Kids. How's that sound? I will also be at work under the hood trying to figure out how cars work in the wake of... Uh... You stole those converters, didn't you? <laughs> you did, you little fucking snake. Kid, don't... You like different people. Don't tell my fucking bosses, but yeah, I'm, I got involved in some Fast and Furious fucked up shit and... I'm stealing catalytic converters to try to, like, earn back the pink slip for my fucking car. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I gotta go fucking race. Listen, I gotta my go. Life. Buddy, thank you. Thank you for listening, team. Have a go. Have a good one.